Good morning, good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Him, a prayer call where we gather from 5.45 to 6 a.m. I am your host, Sister Valerie Lee, and I say good morning and welcome, and I'm so glad that you've joined me this morning. I hope that you had a good night's rest, and if you didn't, that you had a little more than normal, but we pray the peace of God on you and in you and for you so that you can have rest. Oh, it's a blessing to be able to get together in the presence of God. And so when we get up each day, we need to be grateful that this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. And so I'm so glad that you joined me this morning so that we can gather in prayer, we can be on one accord, and that God could show up and speak to us through the prayer and through his word. And so with that being said, let us look to the word. Um, we get an opportunity. I want you to get Romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39, and I'm reading from the King James, um, not the King James, excuse me, the Message Bible version of these verses. Again, it's Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39, and it's the message, and it reads on this wise. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred. Not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us so far as the scripture. And so today I speak to each and every one of you about this conversation or this word of love. Many of you, when you think about love, you've experienced, experienced the eros love, romantic love. You've experienced filios love, where you've had the friendly love. And so because you've experienced this love, sometimes those people, those persons, those who said that they were supposed to love you have let you down. And because they let you down, you've been hurt, you have been uh, disgusted, you've been disappointed in people, things that should have been right to show love. For instance, if you've had issues with your mother, your father, or siblings, your friend relationships, your love relationships, whether it was your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, or your husband, there have been love experiences and love instances that you and I have been involved in. But the problem is when we've heard that Jesus loves us, that God loves us, we tend to liken it to the earthly, human, faulty, broken love that is presented in human beings. 
And so in the scriptures today, Paul lists all the things that might try or people that might try to cause a wedge between us and the love of God. He talks about the fact that there's no trouble, no hard time, no hatred, no hunger, no backstabbing or bullying. These are the things that would try to cause a wedge between us and the love that Christ has for us. But then he doesn't stop there. He begins to list also what could possibly happen. He says that anything that's alive or dead, anything that is angelic or demonic, something that's going to happen tomorrow, the high and the lows, the thinkable and the things that are absolutely unthinkable, nothing can get in between us and the love that God has for us. And so today I encourage you to hold on to these words that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves his people. Jesus loves the people that don't even want to be bothered with him. And when you understand that there's nothing that's happening to you at this very moment, nothing that will happen, nothing that did happen that caused Jesus to stop loving you, because what we do is we tend to put lists and we, we say these are the things that would possibly cause his love not to be there. And so because we mirror it, we say, well, that's how my father was with me and he didn't forgive me or I don't forgive him. Then we say, God does the same thing with us. He does not. Jesus loves you. And that's why today in the verse it says, none of this fades us because Jesus loves us. And so if we take that perspective today that Jesus loves us, then nothing that's happening, nothing that will happen, nothing that's going on with you at this very moment is going to stop the love that Jesus has for you. And because you know that and you have the confidence that Jesus loves you, then you can walk in the confidence that God is taking care of me. He loves me even when they don't love me, even when they don't like me, even when they are trying to set you up. You have the one who is the one who loves you, and that's good news because our master has embraced us. Let's look to the Lord in prayer at this time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning thanking you yet again for another day, another day of mercy. God, you've been good. You've been great. You've been awesome. You've kept us. You've protected us, God. We went to sleep last night. We got up this morning, God. We start the day. We're on our way. We're doing all that we know to do, but God, we take the time to stop and acknowledge you. You, King of glory, you, Lord, who is mighty, you, God, who is majestic in all of your doings and and your beings, you are sovereign. You are omnipresent, God. And so we acknowledge you this morning and we bless you with the fruit of our lips. We love you, God. There is truly no one like you, no one who could orchestrate what you do and set things up. You can create, you can speak, you can turn things around. God, you are great and you're worthy to be praised. We thank you for another time to gather in prayer that we can talk to you. God, it's good news that we can speak to you. Human beings can talk to you no matter where we are, no matter what's happening to us, no matter what position you put us in, no matter what gender we are. God, you love us. And whoever you packaged us to be, whatever race, God, whatever gender, you love us. And we're thankful and grateful. God, this morning we ask that you would forgive us of every sin. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we don't take it lightly what you did for us on the cross, but you did forgive us of our sins by shedding your blood. Your blood covers our sin. Your blood covers the transgression. Your blood covers every iniquity. And so this morning, we bring it before you, God. Everything we've done wrong, everything we've said, every behavior that is not 
what you would have us to do or be, God, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. You know that we're human beings. We're a mess. We're faulty. We're flesh. But, God, you are a merciful God because you look at us through the eyes of your son, Jesus. And so we thank you, Father, for loving and being merciful and forgiving us. Well, this morning, God, we come to you concerning this love, that you love us. Jesus loves us. Jesus, you love us. God, that's so hard for many of your children to, to understand, to even accept. God, they have sung the song, Jesus, you love us, this we know, for the Bible tells us so. Little ones to you belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus, you love us. God, we've sung it. We've sung it as little children. We've sung it to children. We've sung it in Sunday school. But God, for many of your children, because of the choices, because of the situations, because of where they are at this very moment, they are saying, could you possibly still love us after that, after what we've done, after what we said, after how we lived? Father, we come to you this morning being transparent to you. Your people, your children, the sheep of your pasture have a hard time understanding some of your most simple concepts that, God, you love us, that you love us. And because we have a hard time, we try to figure it out. We try to have works that would align to what would add up to your love. You told us that faith without works is dead, but it's not the works that's going to get us into your kingdom. It is the love and the faith that you have for us. And so this morning, God, I bring your children before you, God. So many of them are hurting. So many of them are discouraged. So many of them are despondent. So many of them don't know what to do next because they have not fully received and accepted that you love us. God, you've outlined it in your word. In these verses, you let us know that who could even try to go up against one of God's chosen. That means that you got our back. You got our side. You're in front of us. Who would dare, your word says, tangle with God by messing with one of us? Who would even dare to point a finger? There's a lot that would try to best with us, that would try to point fingers to say, look at what he did, look at what she did, but you are the one who died for us, and you were raised to life, not for yourself, but for us, for us in the presence of you, Father, and you stick up for us, you fight for us, you tell us to be still because you will fight for us, you tell us to be quiet because we're going to be able to see the salvation of the Lord God. And so because you do all of this, God, you let us know there's no one that can cause a wedge between us and you, God, that you love us. There's no thing that could be in the midst of our lives that would cause us to say, well, I guess he's going to leave. He's not going to talk to us. But what we do, God, is we cause the wedge. We stop talking to you. We stop praying. We stop reading your word. We stop attending church because we say, look at what I've done. He cannot possibly love us. But you said it. There's no way. There's nothing that could cause a wedge, not even the worst sins that are listed in Scripture. God, that's good news today because your children have done some things. We've done things. I've done things that would cause me to think, could you? possibly not really love me like you say that you do, but God, you do. You love us. You say that they kill us every day. They come against us because they hate you. And if they hated you, how could they not hate us? How could they not look at us and cause trouble and disdain and try to mess with us in our walk with you? They hate you. They hated you and they hate you still to this day. But God, your word lets us know we're not to be saved 
by any of this because you love us. And so because you love us, God, you represent love. You are love. And so you let us know what love is. And so because we've looked at the love the earthly way, because we've watched movies, we've read books, We've looked at what we think love is. We see people posting their relationships, and we get upset because we say we want a relationship like that. But, God, they only show the highlight reels. They only show the good. They only show what looks nice, the pictures where they match, God. Lord, we look at things in our eyes. The the twinkling of our eyes make us think that that's how love is supposed to be. But, God, you let us know what love is. You said love is patient. You've been patient with each and every one of us, God. We've done some things. We've said some things, we behaved any kind of way and thought it was okay as your children. Yes, God, before we were your children, not your children, we did a bunch of stuff. But I'm talking about, God, when we said yes to you, we have been uh, um, uh, in a way that we've done things that you have had to be patient with us. You are love, so you've been patient. You have been kind. God, you said that love does not keep an account. That means there's no listing of all the things that we've done wrong. God, we do that. We list what we do wrong and what we didn't do right and what we should have done and how we should have handled it. You don't do that. You do not keep an account of wrong. God, you are not jealous in the sense that you don't tell us we have to be jealous. You're jealous for us because you love us. But we have taken that, that, that feeling and we have become jealous of people, the ones that you made in your own image, my sister, my brother, my friend. We have been jealous. And so we have not represented love, God, because you are love. And you said love is not jealous. It's not puffed up. It's not, um, it, it, but it, what it is is it's long suffering, and you've been suffering long with us, God. You've been with us in the, the valley. You've been with us in the situations that cause us to feel like it's night all the time. You, God, have been with us, and so because you've been with us and you represent love and you've shown your love, that your love covers a multitude of our sins, God, we need to believe your word that says that you love us that nothing is phasing us, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the threat, even in the midst of the phone call, even in the midst of the diagnosis. God, we got to know, God, you love us. You love us. You're going to take care of us. We're your children. You're going to prepare the way for us. You have plans to prosper us and not to harm us. You don't think evil thoughts towards us. You let us know that many have gone through because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God, you deliver us out of them all. You let us know all of this, and you let us know that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And so this morning, God, we stand on your word that you love us, and because you love us, all things are working together for the good of those who love you and who are the called according to your purpose, God, because we love you, and because we love you, God, then no matter what, you love us. You don't look at us and say, if you do this, then I'll do that. You you do that in terms of us to obey you, but not in the love that you've shown to us. God, you love us. And so I pray today that, God, that your word would become so true to us that we know that we're saved by hope and that whatever hope is seen that's not seen when a man sees what does he hope for god we hope in you you are the hope of the world today so help our minds to be changed and transformed help our hearts to be um, circumcised god in the name of the lord jesus help us to have a heart of flesh 
so that we might be obedient. But in the midst of all the things that you have called us to do, to live a life of discipline, to live a life that's holy, to live a life that's honoring you, help us to know, God, that you love us. And because you love us, God, that we can stand and not be saved and not be bothered and not stay up all night and be discouraged and discontent and be sad and crying and carrying on. God, you love us and help us to acknowledge it. Help us to receive it today in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the midst of everything that's happening, God, you love us. You love us, and that's good news. That's good news for each and every one under the sound of my voice. And so we pray today, God, that you will show your agape love, the love that doesn't write, looks at this thing and puts chalks on the board and say, you did this, so wait, I can't give you that. I can't bless you. I can't heal you. I can't provide the money for you. I can't open the door for you. We do that, God, but you said it's not a listing of accounts. You love us in spite of us. And so this morning, Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for dying on the cross for us, Jesus. You took it. You took the beating. You took the, 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 the thorns, the, the, the nails in your hand. You took the whippings. You took all of it, the flesh that was ripped out of your back. You took it for me. You took it for us. You took it for anyone who believes, anyone who says yes to you, anyone who yields to you. And so this morning, God, we thank you for your love. And so because you love us, you understand when we're in the midst of storms and trouble and situations that cause us to say, God, where are you? And so we ask now that you pray for those who are struggling, those who are hurting, those who are grieving, those who are at a loss, those who are in trouble, God, that you would help them in the midst. And so this morning we lift up Regina. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as she has to bury her daughter today, her nine-year-old daughter, oh, God, have mercy upon her. Give her strength. Only you can comfort her, God, but we stand in proxy with her, that you would cover her, that you would cover her with your wings, that you would lift her up, God, that you would keep her mind, that you would keep her heart, God. She cannot understand how you allowed Peyton to leave, God, the nine-year-old, God. So we pray for Regina. We pray for Pastor Joe Thompson and his wife and his mother as they begin to pray today. We pray for strength as Pastor Joe will preach the eulogy of his very own niece. We pray for my for my, my student, Matthew, who happens to be this in this family and sitting right in my classroom, and he just lost the same cousin. God, you are a God that you're merciful, but you do things that or allow things to happen that don't make sense to us. How can the very child that is on the news that we heard passed away have a family member in my classroom? God, I thank you for the revelation knowledge, but I pray this for intercession now. I pray for this family that you would uphold them, God. I pray even yesterday there was another teenager, 13 years old, I believe, that is autistic and he was burned in the fire. God, have mercy. It's too much for us to handle, but we're going to lean on your love, that you're going to bring us through, that you're going to help us, that you're going to uphold us in the name of the Lord Jesus. We ask that you remember Lisa, God, that you breathe through her, that you take her off the ventilator, that she lives and she doesn't die, that she lives and we rejoice in advance for the victory report concerning her in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, we pray for the Atkins family that you will heal them, run through their homes in the name of the Lord Jesus, run through their bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus and make them completely whole in the name of the Lord Jesus from the children all the way up to the grandparents and the great grands. God, we thank you for them now. We lift up Jeremiah. We lift up Jeremiah. We lift up Jeremiah that he would be well. We put your arms around him, God. We plead the blood over him that he would be obedient. He would be obedient. He would be obedient. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, that he would turn 
from those ways, those wicked ways, those ways that the enemy tries to set him up to cause a snare. We stand in proxy for him, and we plead the blood over Jeremiah in the name of the Lord Jesus because of his mother, the woman of God, the preacher, the teacher. We lift her up to you that she would be loving and kind and that she would know how to deal with her son. God, give her wisdom. You told us to be wise as serpents, God, and gentle as a dove. And so I ask that for my dear sister and her family that she would know how to move because she's taking her leading and her guidance from you. I lift up Tracy this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, do what you do best. Show up on her behalf. Let her know that you love her, that you love her no matter what is going on. You love her. And I lift up Carrie and her family, God, way over there across the pond. I pray for them, God, that you would keep her, uphold her, teach her, show her. Let her husband begin to seek you even the more concerning his wife and his children. Only you, God, can do it. And anybody else under the sound of my voice is dealing with these things, these distresses, these things that cause them to question, to doubt your love, to doubt you, to doubt that you can't do it, that you won't do it. God, nothing is impossible with you. Nothing cannot happen unless you say it won't happen. God, you're sovereign and you're great and on your way. So I speak healing on this line. I speak hope on the line. I speak faith on the line in the name of the Lord Jesus, not because of me, but because you, Holy Spirit, live in me. I speak joy on the line. I speak a sound mind on the line in the name of the Lord Jesus because you said let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus and so if our mind is like your mind then we got to receive your love God that you love us in spite of us we ask that you cover us today oh God while you're covering us with your love let us feel your presence. Let us know that there are angels that are dispatched around each and every one of us, every place we go. So we ask that you shield us from the tricks and the snares of the enemy. Shield us from the accidents. Shield us from the planes dropping out the sky. My God, have mercy. Shield us from bus accidents and, and things happening on the subway. Run through the subway, Father. Oh, God, let your presence be stronger than any demon that is running through the subway system. Let your angels go down there and keep your children on the trains, on the buses. Do the same there, in the cars, on the street, up and down in the stairwells, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you are a God who loves us, so cover us, keep us, protect us, and help us to know that you are with us. You are Emmanuel, and so we give you praise for this prayer today. We love you, God, because there's truly no one like you, so bless us, keep us, walk with us, talk with us, and continue to remind us that we are your own. We love you, God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And for your sake, God, amen and amen again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So know that Jesus loves you. This we know. This is the confidence that we have, that he loves us. So nothing should faze us. Nothing should faze us because he loves us. And because he loves us, he has us in the palm of his hand. You know that I love you, but God truly Loves you more. Join me again when we gather for 15 minutes with him. Take care. You've been listening to 15 Minutes with Him podcast. If you're receiving blessings and inspiration, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this experience with others. For information, visit us at ValerieLee.org. Until next time, join Sister Valerie Lee for 15 Minutes with Him.